Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wrong and Wronger with two of the prettiest people you will ever see watching this podcast. I am Steve Williams, Dr. Steve, he is James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, and we do all we can to be here as early as humanly possible every Tuesday, and James, I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to be pretty this time of the morning. I think it's hard for you to be pretty at any time, anywhere, <laughs> and just any circumstance. I, I guess I, I'm unaware of what pretty Steve Olivas looks like, and I am afraid to ask. <laughs> well, you see him every time you turn on the show, James, and I know you watch religiously every week. Well, to me, you have never looked better than when you almost died from a bumblebee attack or, or whatever it was that one day. You, there, there was panic in your face, and I feel yeah. like for the first time I saw the real Steve. That was, uh, in recent memory, one of our most watched shows on YouTube. And so apparently other people are also quite interested in seeing me get attacked by a yellow jacket. I don't know why we don't do that every week. We should just have you go after <laughs> hornet's nests and rattlesnake dens. Just get the camera going, and that's all our YouTube channel is going to be, is Steve gets attacked by things on camera. I mean, that is all that's standing between us and an audience of tens of people. Like, why are you hiding us back? Why is, why is your cowardice limiting our potential to soar? Man, my cowardice came out full front and center to the point where I even think I disappointed my wife. And that never happens because I'm quite masculine, as you know. But she pried open the door of the outhouse and actually laid eyes on the hornet's nest. And she was so excited when I got home from the office that day. She's like, you got to do a live video of opening the door and showing the hornet's nest. And I'm like, I'm not going near that effing thing. And she's like, no, you got to go. Just uh, I opened the door. I did it. I saw. I said, well, you're lucky they didn't kill you. And I didn't do it, James. I did not get the live video, nor did I go near that outhouse or the hornet's nest. But I am glad she found it because now we have uh, we have good reason to burn the thing down. I actually have a solution for you. So I saw a video from a better content producer who was probably actually making money on the internet, and they what? dealt with their own hornet's nest. And what they did in the most American way possible is they took a big PVC pipe, and they stuck an M80 on the end, and they lit it, and they held it up next to the hornet's nest that was way up in a tree, and they obliterated it. Now, as we all know, an M80 is, what, a quarter stick of dynamite? So you just you put two or three or four of those on there, maybe double the length of the pole, and uh, you get the video going, you prop open the door, you blow up the hornet's nest, you blow up the outhouse, and everybody's happy. I, I don't know what the downside is there. I can't tell you how many people sent me that video, James. <laughs> it's uh, interesting how the internet works. When I used to talk about my dog pooping in the yard and how long it took, that was one dog ago, I, I, I became a repository for all the dog poop memes and cartoons and home remedies, everything you can think of that had to do with dog poop. And uh, the reasons that dogs walk around for a while before they poop, all of that stuff is my... Now, 
Uh, oh, and then Mrs. Steve became quite invested in getting squirrels out of our yard. And then all of the different squirrel, like all the different creative ways people try to keep squirrels out of the bird feeders, all those videos started to flood my uh, my feed. And now it's hornets, how to get rid of hornets and bees. And not only how to get rid of them, but people being attacked by them. I also get that too, because people love to uh, wonder why we live out where we do. Well, you should enjoy it while you can, because the latest rumor is that Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it these days is going to start charging everybody to use it. And I got to say, if they charge even 50 cents a month, I'm going to lose 100% of what few followers I have left, and I'm probably just going to leave too. So enjoy this golden era of dog poop memes and squirrel pics and hornet's uh -huh. nests getting blown up by M80s, because it's not going to last. Well, I'm uh, of the mind that nothing lasts anymore, except... Uh, <laughs> The man trying to hold me down. But James, I sent you another video yesterday. It was one minute long, and I know you're a busy guy, so I'm sure you didn't take time to watch the whole thing through. But did you at least start playing it? I did watch the whole thing through, and then immediately afterwards, my dishwasher broke, and oh. uh, I don't remember what the video was about. It was you talking. <laughs> Tell me what you said or were doing. I watched the whole minute, and I just purged it from my mind. <laughs> I expect nothing less from James Breakwell. I didn't think you would make it that far, so I'm actually quite proud of you. No, I came home yesterday to the sight of my wife standing in a field with a rifle. And I thought, well, that can't be good. It was the coyote thing. That's right. You, yes. you like, yeah, it was like your, your emu war, but with, with coyotes. I, I, yeah. <laughs> and so have, they, have the coyotes mounted a counterattack yet, or are you still on the offensive here? Uh, I, I was able to walk out to my car in the dark without being attacked, nor did I hear them yipping last night, but, uh, apparently in broad daylight, a coyote came up to the house yesterday and Mrs. Steve chased him off. And then she's got like a little 22 rifle and, uh, she started carrying that around and a little bit later, she was actually on the phone with her, her father, who's a master hunter mm -hmm. and the coyote was down in the valley watching her. And so she got off five shots at it with a little twenty-two, which at that distance isn't going to do anything. But uh, the point was to try to scare it so that it doesn't come back. And then later they came back, apparently. So three times in broad daylight, they were out in the open coming near the house. So she got one of my big rifles and went out and she was going to take care of the problem. And the coyotes, who don't tend to run like their life depends upon it, they tend to run away like they're inconvenienced and mildly annoyed. But this time, apparently, they saw her coming with a little bit of fire in her eyes and we never saw them again that night. So I made the video sitting out with uh, my rifle on the picnic table, hoping that a coyote would poke its head out because... With that rifle, even at distance, I'm a pretty good shot, and it would take them down. That actually brings me to another thing I wanted to discuss with you. You recently <laughs> made a purchase at an auction. Would you, would you like to describe that purchase? <laughs> you pay way more attention than you give on, James Breakwell. I bought a 4 by 8 sheet of half-inch steel. <laughs> I just, okay, I was blown away by this purchase because it was, okay, so you paid actual money for it. How much money did you pay for this thing? 200 bucks. You paid $200 for this, and yeah. it weighs how much? Well, the estimates are <laughs> it had to get loaded into my trailer with a forklift 
but uh, the estimates are between five and 650 pounds. Okay, five and 650 pounds. And 500 so you, and 650, yeah. So you paid, you paid a significant amount of money and went yeah. through significant inconvenience to haul this thing yeah. back to your property. And once yeah. you get it there, or you, it's already yeah. there, what, what are you going to do with it now? Well, uh, I'm going to either set it up or cut it up and then set it up as a target or targets in my, in my rifle range. Okay, so you did all of this to shoot it. So first of all, yeah. I, I love that the only target you can hit is something that's four by eight. You're sitting here like you're going to hit coyotes with this gun, and you had to get a four by eight target to have any hope of putting a hole in it. But also, they make actual targets. Like you didn't have to go and buy this this thing. You could you could have bought a real target. You could have bought a paper target. You could have shot a tree. You could have shot the dirt. Now you bought a big piece of metal so that every one out of a thousand shots where your bullet accidentally <laughs> drips down hits the metal, that you will have proof in a way that can never be taken away because that hole's gonna be there forever. Uh, no, nothing is going to pierce that thing, but you get, the rifle range is like a quarter mile long, so it's not like a close range shooting. Like this is, uh, this is trying to really pinpoint accurate where I'm calculating the Earth's rotation and <laughs> gravitational pull when I'm pulling the trigger. But uh, it creates a satisfying ding when you hit the thing. And, and it's indestructible. You can't put a hole in it, so it'll last forever. This reminds me of a famous Simpsons moment. It's from an episode long enough ago that you might have actually seen it, where Bart Simpson and Nelson Muntz are briefly friends. And he goes over to Nelson's house, and in his yard there is a car full of bullet holes. And he says, that's Dad's shooting car. Just three more payments and it's ours. And that's you, Steve. That's you buying a big piece of expensive heavy metal for no reason, just so you can shoot it. Something that's not meant to be shoot, shot. Something that does not enhance your life in any way by shooting it. And you bought it. Bought anything. Innings, you could have bought vases. You, you, you know what? I could do with that big piece of steel. I could shoot it. Like, yes, you could. You can technically shoot anything you want. So, uh, good on you. All right. So, let me ask you, James. <laughs> okay. Well, when you visit Rattlesnake Ranch, are you not going to be a little bit curious to try it? I mean, I could shoot anything there. It's all a disaster. I mean, we could, we could have a shooting outhouse. We could have a shooting second cabin. We could have a have a shooting demon range. I don't know why you had to shoot this one particular thing. What about this random sheet of scrap metal made you think, I need to shoot that? Because my buddy Josh Peterson visited for a week over uh, back in March, and uh, he brought a piece of steel, which was about a one-foot square that he got from an old railroad bed, and uh, he sort of set it up on a hanger, and we shot that thing, not even at great distance, but it is so satisfying, James, to hear that ding when you hit it. I thought, this is great. And uh, there was a sheet that was about half that size uh, at auction, and I didn't bid on it because it didn't occur to me what I could use it for. And as soon as it went, I thought, oh, dang it, I should have bid on that thing. It would be perfect. And then this 4 by 8 sheet came up, and I thought, ooh, and my father-in-law has the tools to cut it. Uh, I can turn that into anything I want. I can make a bunch of little ones. I can make <laughs> one big one and some little ones. I can keep it big if I want to. Uh, although I'll need the tractor to move it around with some toe straps that I'll have to buy. But the point is, 
I have options. Although right now it's still sitting in the trailer because there's no way I can get it out of that thing. I love that when you say I could make anything out of that thing, what you're actually talking about making is just smaller slices of the same thing that you also yes. plan to shoot. Yes, yes, I just... yes. And uh, I can, there's targets on uh, Facebook Marketplace that people make with angle iron and this steel, this half-inch steel, where uh, they put the steel, they make circles or squares, and they put it on a hinge. So it's like uh, shooting ducks at the state fair, where when you hit one of these things, it'll sort of hinge back, and you'll know you hit it. And then you can try to hit all three or all four down the sides. I have options to make that too, James, if I want to. Although I'm not necessarily a steel fabricator by trade. I love that uh, the part that excites you most is the sound, the ding. Yes! Like, you could have yes! bought a bell and your mind would have been blown like look at this look at a ding look at a ding anytime you want it doesn't cost a dollar per bullet you just take the little dinger in the bottom and you take it back and forth and it dings all day every day man you just i i feel you maybe maybe you can take that steel and make a bell out of it you said you could make anything get you ask your father-in-law see if he can do it for you i just saved you so much money and probably some hearing damage as well because i don't imagine you have on those uh those earmuff things when you're firing out there because let's be honest there's nothing between your ears that can be damaged anymore <laughs> i do wear the earmuffs and uh, some of the guns get pretty loud but I will say Mrs. Steve has caught the fever, too, because that little one-foot-by-one-foot one square she's got set up, and she shoots with her little twenty-two. And she was gone Sunday, so I took my twenty-two, and I was shooting the thing. And even at, like, 30 yards, just hearing it ping, 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 ah, James, it's just a delight. It's delightful. Why do you, why do you have his and hers twenty-twos? Do you, do you both need to use them at the same time? You couldn't have just one and share it back and forth, like combined marital property? <laughs> Mine uh, is a little more unwieldy. It's a long barrel, it's heavier, and I love a bolt-action gun. So mine's a bolt-action. She wanted a semi-auto, so she's got a, uh, it's called a barrel loader, and uh, hers will hold, I think, 10 little bullets, and it'll just keep feeding them so that she doesn't have to bolt in between each shot. She can just one shot after the next. And it's lighter. She's got a much smaller twenty-two. Mine's more accurate because of the longer barrel. Is, is hers pink with flowers on it? I just, I just feel like you're, you're pigeonholing your wife here. Maybe she would like the big, accurate gun as well, and you have, uh, you have disenfranchised <laughs> her with your stereotypes. When she was walking around the property, she had her little gun. When I came home, she had the big one. Like, she meant business. She was sufficiently pissed off that a coyote was going to die if she saw it. So I, she said... Uh, not quite Rambo. She did have the sleeves of her shirt ripped off, and she had like one of those bandanas tied around, like a, not the like the sweatband bandana, and she had a little bit of face black on. But otherwise, uh, she could use either, but she prefers the smaller guns because she is significantly smaller of a human being as I am. To be clear, uh, given the hundreds or thousands of rounds that have been expended at Rattlesnake <laughs> Ranch, you have thus far hit zero living things. This is correct. That is incorrect. I Whoa. have shot armadillos. Oh, armadillos are adorable. Why Why would you do that? But be I like them. They are adorable, and they're profoundly dumb, but they're <laughs> destructive, man. They dig huge holes, and it's unfortunate, but they had to die. 
Last year, we had an infestation of them. This year, I literally haven't seen a single one. My son has seen a few. I think he shot at a couple. But uh, I haven't seen one to shoot this year. So whatever anomaly happened in nature last year is now gone. If we weren't around shooting every dumb, destructive thing, you would not be here, okay? That is a completely unfair standard. What is there out there to destroy? They're like digging up the woods or your random patch of like grass where nothing grows? I mean, really, there's, it's not like you have a golf course there or a well-manicured lawn. It's just, it's just haunted wasteland full of coyotes and turkeys and gun ranges. Like, why are you, why are you killing things on this apocalyptic wasteland? If they, if they want to live there. They, you should welcome them. They're like the one thing there that doesn't want to kill you. They just want to exist and dig a little bit. <laughs> uh, because it got to the point where the tractor tire would fall into those holes. And it's not enough that I'm going to disappear into a crevice of the earth. But it's like a ka-chunk, ka-chunk. And the holes are big. And I do take pride in how my manicured lawn looks. My lawn just happens to be a little bigger than your lawn. But I like a nice-looking carpet that the grass can be. I'm, I'm, I backed myself into a corner with that sentence. I like when the grass looks like a nice carpet and the armadillos are the enemy to the carpet. Have you seen the movie Tremors? Yes. That's, the, that's what your description reminds me of. You're driving along and these armadillos have set a trap and your tractor falls part of the way into it. Have you considered that maybe it's not armadillos, that maybe it's tremors, and you have you have falsely accused graboids. an innocent animal. Graboids, that is that is what they call them on there, but it doesn't stick. Nobody calls them that. They are they are tremors. <laughs> I love that. That's one of my favorite movies. Kevin Bacon in that movie, Michael Gross. But uh yeah, no, the armadillos, they gotta go. And uh, the coyotes, they gotta go. Mostly because they're they're uh, they're smart and I, I don't like them. It, it, the funny thing is, Mrs. Steve and I were literally just talking about this last week. Everything at the ranch is sort of in balance. So I don't want to shoot a predator because we have big bunny rabbits, but they always, we have just about the same number all the time. I think the coyotes take care of making sure the balance stays. We have field mice, but we're not overrun with them and they never disappear. So I think the predators just kind of make sure the deer population grew a little bit, but it's sort of under control. The turkeys, we see the same turkeys every day. So if the coyotes are starting to get a little antsy, something's got to change because we don't want particularly the turkeys to disappear. And of all the animals uh, that seem like prey, those are the easiest to pick off. You cannot keep your story straight because you have talked on here repeatedly about how much you hate the turkeys and the turkey mafia. We have it on recording. <laughs> you cannot back out of this. You've said it like a thousand different times. You are soundly anti-turkey. And yet the turkeys, which you could actually eat if you shot them, you have never shot. So I, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Turkey bow season opens on Saturday, and I'm going to be out in the woods with my face painted black and uh, my little crossbow, and I'm going to sit there for a long time and probably get ticks and spiders crawling down my underpants and will not see a single turkey because they're all going to be watching down from the trees and thinking, that idiot, there's no chance he's going to know we're up here. And it's unfortunate, James, but I really would shoot a turkey, except uh, I'm a good hunter. The animals are not good at being hunted. Like, oh. uh, it's, it's their fault. If they would come close and stand still, this would be a much easier process. So I blame them, actually, well, not me. 
the problem is that the turkeys you're hunting are smaller than the target you practice on, which is four feet by eight <laughs> feet. So if you can find a turkey that's four feet by eight feet and kind of squarish and pretty heavy and quite sedentary, you're golden. <laughs> well, you can't shoot turkeys with a rifle, unfortunately. That's not legal. But uh, you got to use a shotgun, which means you got to get a lot closer to them than with a rifle or a bow and arrow. Although I use, I've got a crossbow now. But yeah. Yeah, turkeys are, they present their own unique challenge to hunt. I am convinced you could have a tank cannon and you still would not hit a turkey. <laughs> There's just, it's just not going to happen. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm honestly more concerned that the turkeys are going to start hunting you. I just think you're going to be out there alone. <laughs> I recall the day that you were almost killed by berry bushes. So you really don't have a good track oh, record man. in those woods. Yeah, they did try to rip my face off. I will say in the spring, and I mentioned it on this show, my father-in-law came to teach me how to turkey hunt, and we sat in the woods, and he did everything he could. There were giant male turkeys that they cut a wide berth around us. I don't know how they knew we were there. He was doing his turkey calls. We were hunkered down deep in the woods, not moving, and the path that the turkeys always take, they did not take. They, they still did all of their uh, gobbling and calling and whatever they do out there, but they made sure it was just outside of reach of our shotguns so that they could mock us. And I'm guessing that's what's going to happen Saturday morning. Wow. It's... um. So it's, this is coming up. This is right around the corner. So the random posts that... Uh, that Twitter shows me against my will of your life. <laughs> it's going to be of you in the woods, not killing turkeys, but looking very much like you could, like you'll, you'll be in the attire. You'll be cosplaying a real hunter out there playing cosplay. pretend. And uh, I just, I, I mean, I, I feel like we can't do this every year. We can't just keep having episodes of you failing to kill things. Cause eventually people are going to catch on. It's kind of like how the coyote never catches the road, road runner. Like it's just—it's not going to happen. It's not in the cards. They're—they're they're too smart for you. I will say, Mrs. Steve rarely supports anything that I do, but she's very excited that I may shoot something we can actually eat at some point. Like uh, she's very supportive. She gets me what I need. She'll—she'll. She'll, uh, She'll uh, sort of uh, lift my spirits as I'm walking out the door. She gets up early to make sure I have coffee before I go out. Like, she's all on board. She won't come out there with me because, yeah, you know, she's not an idiot. But she is supportive to shove me out the door and possibly bring some food home. <laughs> why, why doesn't she just go out there and do it herself? I feel like if she did that, <laughs> you would actually have a turkey. Well, we get back to the conversation about uh, manliness, and I think that uh, she wants to see me as somebody who can like uh, like support the family in times of like the grid crashing or something. I, I don't know, but this is there's something kind of primitive for her about seeing me as a hunter that uh, I, I benefit from in the long run, James. I feel like that ship has sailed by now. She is she is a smart woman, and she surely knows there is nothing manly in there. I mean, she she is aware of how you fled the hornet's nest. She probably heard you or saw heard you while you were making the video where you were attacked by harmless bumblebees. It's just I, I, there there cannot possibly be any way she still thinks there's any manliness in there. You've built up too much empirical evidence to the contrary. I sat at that picnic table last night with a two-two-three rifle across my lap, hunched down low, waiting to see a coyote in the waning sunlight. And there's nothing 
That's not manly about that, James. I even skipped dinner to sit out there till it was dark. And I looked up on Amazon. No, it wasn't Amazon. I don't think they sell like uh, hunting stuff on Amazon. But I looked up what night scopes cost. And uh, I, I won't be hunting in the dark anytime soon. But the point is, I'm all in on this coyote hunt. Oh, I even got in touch with a buddy of mine who's going to come out Sunday and set some traps. Like he's a, a coyote trapper. And so we're, we're going to get to the bottom of this thing, Breakwell, I swear. I would like to point out that last night I shot exactly as many coyotes as you did. So did my <laughs> wife. So did all of my daughters. So I'm not quite sure what's manly about sitting there and not killing things. Uh, well, my wife shot at more coyotes than you did. <laughs> that, that's true. I, but again, the coyote death toll was the same at the Breakwell estate that it was at Rattlesnake Ranch. We're getting there. We're getting there. My buddy, whose name is Cody, like uh, how Western and manly is that? If you want to go on a great hunt, you find someone named Cody to go out with. On Sunday, he's coming to the ranch. We're setting some traps, and I'm going to shoot a coyote in the face. That's what's going to happen, Breakwell. I mean, if you shoot it in the face, that would be by accident. That's not where you aim to shoot animals at all. But if you, I, we only have a few seconds left. But in the unlikely event where you fire in a random direction and accidentally hit something, what are you going to do with this coyote? I, well, I don't know exactly. My son has said if we ever shoot a coyote, he would like to get a taxidermied and put it in his cabin. And to that I say, well, okay, it's, good. it's pretty costly to taxidermy animals. But all right, I can see that happening, except uh, somehow we have to preserve this coyote until the taxidermist can get to it, which means I'll need to field dress a coyote, which I don't know that I'm all that interested in doing, James. So it might just be that I get a shovel and dig a hole and put the coyote in it after I shoot it. But uh, those are really the only options. So how this story ends is you think you shot a coyote. You go up there. It was just taking a nap, and it bites your face off. <laughs> That's the spoiler for the next episode of Wrong and Wronger. Well, until we get to that next episode. And by next week, I'll have bagged me a coyote. Me and Cody <laughs> are going out on a yote hunt on Sunday. Yeah, it'll be glorious, James. I can just see it now. Mrs. Steve swooning as I walk through the door, triumphant, gun held over my head. And uh, she'll just like fall to the ground with all of the awe and admiration that she can muster. And uh, it'll probably be toward Cody and not me. But the point is that uh, that'll all happen next week. And so tune in next week to find out what happens and how Dr. Steve might have killed himself in the process. <laughs> but until then, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, expert hunter and marksman Olivas. For James, the exploding unicorn break well, probably exploded because Steve hit him with an M80 by accident when he was going after the hornet's nest, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and remember, as always, two wrongs can make a right.